about this plane vanish without a clue, Jerry. Things happen. Jerry, we can find anything. Yeah. Jerry, you're right. Dude, but. We, dude, we send a rover to Mars and it records in 1080p and it sends the pictures back of everything on Mars. But a plane which files a flight plan. We have radar all over this world and we have no idea where this plane went. This is what I'm getting at. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the second page. I'm sorry we missed the last week. We did, Jerry. I was putting shoe molding down in my house, yeah. and <laughs> it took the whole weekend. But hey, the shoe molding's it down. Out? Yeah. It's all done. All right. All done. Still needs to be caulked and painted, but <laughs> it was done. So sorry we missed last week. Actually, it was an eventful week last week, Jerry. Yeah, uh, Terry, what was it? Um, was it Monday or Tuesday uh, in Boulder, Colorado? Ten people were killed, including a cop. Crazy. Another mass shooting in here in America. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. And so typically we would think that the shooter was Caucasian, but this time it was a Syrian. I can't pronounce his name. Something Alwasi. Alwasi. Yeah. Here's the thing. With these mass shooter events, yeah. Yeah. let me tell you something. There's always a trail up to the mass shooting. We that need to. And I know people get mad about, you know, mental health. And I read a good article this yeah. week about... How the people with mental health don't want to be thrown in the same bucket with the shooters. But there's always a path to the shooting. People, we need to be more alert about our family members. If you see somebody going off the deep end, maybe go talk to them, give them a hug, whatever. Uh, Let them know it's going to be better because this has to stop in our country. Correct. Terry, we were off last week. And also, did we talk about the mass shooting up here in the Atlanta area? did we talk about the spa shooting? No, yeah. we took the week off. Yeah, that's why. Exactly. So yeah. that's two since we've been back on air. Yep. Yeah. Eight and, people. And, and I'm going to tell you that, you know, I don't believe that was mental illness. I told you that was sexual related. And then it turns out Jerry and I had a big argument. And I was like, because when that mass shooting first happened, I said, somebody spent all their money up in there and they're upset. And Jerry was like, no, this is Asian hate. And I was like, no. This is a sex crime. And, you know, through the I think rumblings and everything, of, this of kid had a guilt. sex addiction and yeah. got kicked out of his yeah. house. And, and then, you know, you and I have a belief about living in a Uber. sexual repressive Religious. household. What happens? Yeah. yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So we missed that, too. You had something else on your sheet. What yeah, uh, Dominion Voting, um, the company, they are suing Fox News. You know, they already Sydney, Sydney, suing Sidney Powell. Did you hear her defense? Yes. No one, no reasonable person, person should have ever believed the case that I was making. So all you Trump supporters, you hear that? That's what I was, I want that to be clear. Like, no reasonable like, person. And like, there's some good friends at work who's, spouses and things they believe mm-hmm. that the election was a complete fraud. This lady's argument was no reasonable person should have believed me. Terry, do you know what's so sad? She said that and those people still will believe that it was fraud. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you're just being a fuddy-duddy, right? Well, they're still... Do- yeah, but yeah, you're just being a, a fuddy-duddy. Yeah. yeah, because listen, if, if, I, if I tell you one plus one equals two, right? Yeah. And you're like, no, one plus two equals... Five and I'm like, no, one plus one equals two. Bring me, bring me back to Nailed. one plus one equals two. And then you're finally like, oh, <laughs> one plus one equals two is still a lot. Then you're just being yes. a funny daddy. Whatever, yes. dude. And uh, the Tiger King, Joe Exotic, he and his husband are divorcing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to have a marriage from prison. Although they do work. Let me let me not poo-poo on marriage to prisoners, but yeah, yeah they're breaking up. <laughs> the Tiger King, a completely interesting series. That yeah. was I really enjoyed the it, Tiger it, King. It, yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah. Very good show. Yeah. Here yeah. kitty kitty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's time to set the table. Our first story today is about flight MH370. I sent Jerry this article, and it's just very interesting. And we're going to have a very interesting take on that article. And then the next is a story about pettiness. Very petty. I mean, super pettiness. This is going to be a great story. And then Jerry's got a commentary because some recent legislation has passed in our state. Damn it, if our state isn't the one leading headlines all year long with all things politics. I don't know. All right, so Jerry's got a commentary about that. And then we're going to get into some sports and we'll wrap this show up. And we are back. And Terry, uh, you told me about this story. And I actually got it from um, Fine Tech Zone. Yeah. It's James Albert. If people remember back in 2014, that MH370 mm-hmm. plane uh, that went missing. Was it off Malaysia or something like that? Or Malaysian Airlines or it was, something? I think it was Malaysian Airlines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, there's an author, a French author, who's written a book. She's saying, stating that, um, that this was nefarious, and it wasn't just a plane disappearing or a regular crash. And um, her name is uh, Florence Dechani, mm-hmm. if I'm saying that correct. Dechani. Dechani. Yeah. And she said that um, that Boeing, the Boeing 777, vanished. In 2014, with the loss of all 239 passengers on board, but she's saying that it was get to it, Jerry, down by the United States. Okay, and because of technology, they didn't want going to Beijing. Okay, she's dismissing the other theories of what happened to this plane. Her saying that her theory is the correct theory, even though she admits that her theory is far fetched. How say you, Terry? So let me tell you something. You remember I told you I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? Yeah, we all are. I kind I kind of get what she's saying. You know, you want to know why? Okay. You want to know why? Okay. Because listen, people, there are satellites watching just about every inch of this planet. Rightfully so. From Russia, the US, China, even Iran. I mean. Everyone has a satellite up in the sky. I mean, there's there's thousands of satellites yeah. up there, and they're all taking images of of yeah. the planet. And I would go further to say that the China, U.S., Great Britain, the world powers, right? I'm sure they have an array of satellites that are totally recording the planet simultaneously. That was the thing about this plane, Jerry. This plane right. went missing, and no one had a clue as to where it went. And I yeah. was just like, this doesn't make any sense. You, I mean, well, you, you can't disappear for, all right, I can understand disappearing okay. from radar. But listen, we're all filming the skies all at once. Okay. Something happened to this plane. I swear, you remember that show Manifest? I'm yeah, like, is this plane going to come back in five years? <laughs> and these people haven't aged? It's and they're like, seven. hey, MH370 back in the house. No, there, something weird happened with this plane. And you know what? You I'm, I'm going to go with her her argument. Yeah. I can see that. I could totally see that. Okay. All right. If you bind her story, if you're are you buying her story, uh-huh. you're saying that the US government, and at the time Barack Obama was president, uh-huh. 2014. Okay. Shot down a plane because they wanted to seize sensitive electronic gear. Going to China. 
Now, here's the thing. The story in and of itself, okay. I'm, I don't agree with, right? Uh, like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. But I'm telling you, the truth about this plane is more close to this story really? than it is anything else. So you think, okay, if we're getting this straight, you're saying 239 people were killed because of the poorly documented Motorola electronic equipment they didn't want to get to China? Let me ask you a question. So I'm going to I'm going to pivot just a little bit, okay? Okay. All right. Do you remember the big deal about 5G, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Remember we didn't want Huawei's 5G switches in our country, right? Okay. Because of back doors that could lead to all of our communications bleeding over to China, okay? okay? The US is so far ahead of everyone in technology. We can pretend that we say things like you China's coming along. No, dude, we are way ahead of everybody. Hmm. Everyone, okay. way ahead of everyone. Okay. And so I believe, yes, that there was probably, there could be technology on there that we did not want to get into China's hands and something happened. Now, I'm not going to accuse my country, the US of A. Exactly. Of A, of shooting down a plane. Yes. But listen, this plane vanished without a clue, Jerry. Things happen. Jerry, we could find anything. Yeah. Jerry, yeah, you're right. Dude, but- we, dude we send a rover to Mars. And it records in 1080p, and it sends the pictures back of everything on Mars. But a plane, which files a flight plan, we have radar all over this world, and we have no idea where this plane went. This is what I'm getting at. She she said in the article, she argues that the shooting could have been a blunder, or it could have been a last resort to stop the plane and its special cargo. Even she concedes that her hypothesis is far-fetched. Let me ask you this. Can I can I say She's one more thing? Some, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, say that thought. I want you to hold that thought. Right. What I, I've always listen, mm-hmm. the conspiracy theorists of me, like, dude, yeah. I can we can get down the wormhole. If you want to come yeah. with Terry okay. and go down the wormhole, we can go. I've heard that it's very rare that planes crash. When you need when a plane crash, you need to ask yourself two things. Okay. Who was on the plane or what was on the plane? And that's and I now now see I'm sounding like a crackpot. No. But yeah, that's what I've always heard. But. Guess she's got what she wanted with her story. You're believing it. I mean, you, you know, you're probably no more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am, but you're you're buying into her theory, which is what she wants. And it's gonna sell a hell of a lot of books. Yeah, because typically yeah. you have no if a plane crashed because of a terrorist attack, True. we see the wreckage you know floating mm-hmm. in the water or something. But when planes crash and we have no idea where the plane went, yeah. Who was on the plane or what was on the plane? But to accuse the U.S. government of shooting the I mean, plane that's ridiculous. Yeah, and killing 239 people, that's the thing that, that I can't get over with that. Oh, really? There are other, I'm not saying our government is honest. Well, did I no, 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 because I'm going to make a joke. Okay. All right, because I'm getting in trouble for Jerry that. Butler wanted some... U.S. agency to do their job some time ago. And I was like, Jerry, they can't do that job. And he goes, one person? 300 million people. You're going to get me and in more you, trouble. And now you're going to tell me, I can't see them shooting 239. I am going to be on some enemies list right if we keep talking. We got to move on from this story. Yeah, we got to move on. Let's, let's go to the next story. All right, when we get back, we're going to talk about pettiness, and I'll have a story about my high level of pettiness when I was young. All right, we are back, and um, Terry, our next story, the headline was a childish thing to do, and I have to admit, 
It was childish, petty, just, it's just a horrible person doing yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a man's final paycheck, a man's final paycheck paid out with over 90000 in old greasy pennies. Georgia man said his former employer. Georgia. Oh, yeah. Once again, it's Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Owed him a pretty penny. $915 to be exact. After leaving his job in November, Andres Flatten said he was shocked to see his final payment. 90,000 oil and grease-covered pennies at the end of his driveway <laughs> earlier this month. Atop the pile was an envelope with Flatten's final pay stub and an explicit parting message. Terry, this is just a bad story. We're going to go on to it more of it, but... You're going to say something now that I'm probably going to completely disagree with you on. Uh -huh. So go ahead. Let me have it. All right. So I'm, I'm going to say one thing and then I want you to finish the story. Okay. And then I'm going to tell a story. Okay? okay. I understand his employer. I do not. Okay. And it's quoting from Flatten is, this is a childish thing to do. <laughs> he left his job at Peachtree City's AOK -okay Walker Auto Works in November. He said he was owed the final paycheck and had difficulty getting it even during, even turning to the Georgia Department of Labor for help. In mid-March, Flatten said he left, as he left his house with his girlfriend, they noticed a pile at the end of his driveway. He said they were covered with some sort of oily substance. Guess what, Terry? Now his nightly routine routine consists of washing pennies, the pennies, so that he can cash them in. I mean, this is just you know, terrible. This, it's terrible. It's it's. I can't even say what I want to call it. It's level ten pettiness. Yes, it starts with a D and ends with a K. He is Move. totally. Yeah, he's totally yeah. a Richard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, I've, um, I've been accused of being a Richard. Yes, yeah, you have yeah. many occasions. <laughs> My wife calls me a Richard or his neighbor all the time. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. He said, um, it's going to be a lot of work for the money and um, that he's already worked for. And he says, this definitely not fair at all. The owner of the shop, Miles Walker, told... <laughs> Good old Miles. Yes. Told WGCL TV that he didn't know if he did or didn't drop the pennies <laughs> off at Flatten's home. I don't really remember, Walker said. It doesn't matter. He got paid. That's all that matters. And he went on to call the man a weenie. I wonder, <laughs> did he call him a weenie or did he call him that D? And, and, no, no, and, he called him a weenie. A weenie. Flatten's girlfriend says that she hopes that this story um, exposes light on um, how poorly some people are treated by their employers. On the bright side, they have found the 1937 penny and hopefully they can find it. Evidently yeah, they said they're going to try to find yeah. pennies that are wouldn't much it, more rare. Would it be ironic if they found some like rare pennies in all of this pile of garbage? That you mean actually, a pile of money? Well, it is, but the pettiness yeah. that was delivered by this. <laughs> I mean, level 10 petty. But wouldn't it be ironic if they found some pennies that was worth way more than what he was owed? Yeah. That would really be, be something. Awesome. That would stick it to uh, Mr. Miles Walker. Miles, my brother Miles. Jeez. <laughs> All right. 
So don't he, you I, dare sit there and try to defend this man. Okay. I, I don't know what kind of employee he was, right? I, I just don't know. I mean, it seems like he was good. I mean, it was newsworthy, so yeah. he probably was a good employee, but I don't know. Miles <laughs> said, you know what? You're going to eat these pennies. All right, so let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you a funny story, Jerry. Okay. I think I may have told you this, told you this story before. Okay. <laughs> so when I was in college, right, I used to work at a hotel. Okay. I will not identify said hotel. I think right? I remember this story. Okay. So I worked the front desk, right? That was my job when I was in college. I worked the front desk, met a whole bunch of famous people doing it because I went to college in a small town and I kind of worked for the big hotel in the town at the time. Okay. So working the front desk, you have what's called a bank. And what the bank is, is you have, and most people would know uh, if you worked in as a cashier or at a hotel, what it is, is $200 that's broken up in change, cash and everything, just in case a client comes downstairs and says, hey, you have change for a 20 or hey, I want to pay for my room in cash. Okay. And so you have this bank. So our bank was $200. Okay. Now, every once in a while, management would conduct an audit of your bank. Because they wanted to make sure that your bank always contained two hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. So I worked at this place for better part of a year, year and a half. You would think that I had run a file with the with the hotel's IRS department because I was audited all the time. Right. I'm not going to cast dispersions as to why I was audited <laughs> because you know I, I truly was one of one at that front desk. Right. <laughs> So I had buddies, me, me and my buddies worked at the front desk. Now, my buddies were all Jerry broke college students, right? Okay. They, you know, during the week would borrow money from their bank, right? Okay. Let's say we're going on out. We get paid on Friday. It's Thursday night. I don't have any money because I'm a broke college student. My buddy would take $40 out of his bank and we would go party. I would never take money out of my bank. Because I know who I am. If there's money missing out of my bank, I'm going to jail. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, Jerry. <laughs> so, we're not going to talk about that. All right. So, they would borrow money from their bank. They'd get paid. They'd put money back in the bank. They would get audited and their bank would be short. And the manager would be like, hey, buddy, you need to make sure you replace that $40. Oh, I get paid on Friday. I'm going to put the $40 back in. That's fine, sweetie. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Let me see your bank. Oh, okay. Looks like they're $200 here. Okay. Now, the only reason I did that for effect because I was audited all the time. Wow. I swear. It was like every other week I was getting, let me see your bank. I'm like, dude, listen, I'm not going to borrow money from this bank. I don't trust y'all like y'all don't trust me. I'm working here for a check. That's all I want. And then I go home, right? Okay. So when it came to me leaving that job, Jerry, I put in my proper two-week notice. Now, remember what I told you, Jerry. The bank was how much? $200. All right. So on my last day, right mm -hmm. now of the change in your bank, there may have been, I don't know, $5 in change, maybe like a hundred pennies, you know, enough quarters, everything like that. Okay. I took my bank to the bank and I took every bit of cash out of that bank and I told them to give me change. Right. Okay. And so when we drop our bank, at the end, you just put all your cash in an envelope and you do it in a drop safe. Okay. What I did was I had $200 in change, most of it in pennies. <laughs> and I opened up all the wrappers and I, I, I undid everything and I stuffed. <laughs> that envelope must have weighed eight pounds. Go ahead. Question. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Finish. Yeah. 
And on the back of the envelope, before I put the stuff in, I put goodbye <laughs> with three exclamation points. Like, you mofos, <laughs> for lack of a, I mean, it's a family show, ordered me so many times. Y'all didn't trust Terry. Terry was an excellent employee. He was always, a lot of the accolades we received were due to my service okay. for people. And Y'all, y'all are going to audit me every other week because y'all think Lil Terry going to steal his bank. I wonder why. And so when I dropped that bank, Jerry, it was all change. Well, <laughs> Terry, I will say this. Your story is different. You had a grievance because they were just doing nitpicky stuff on you. Yeah. But we and we don't know, but still. That's uh, what I said. You know, was he a good employee? Yeah. Or was he a bad we, employee? We really don't know because everything, the whole the, story. Because the way Miles sees it, and Miles, right now, I'm on your team. I'm team Miles. I understand sometimes having to deliver a little change to people. <laughs> I am neutral on this because there's Andrea's story, Miles' story, and then the truth. Yeah. So there's always three sides to a story, so we don't know. No, yeah, and that job, I'm sure they could say, you know, yeah. there's three. Yeah. But you know what they did? That accounting department counted $200 in change from Terry's bank. I, you know, and you know what? There was nothing they could do because Terry was with, gone. With the situation with yours, because I, I know of the situation, I think you were justified. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's probably was probably my, Miles may have been. Okay. All right. But it was petty as hell. <laughs> Miles, you're very, petty. Very. Super petty. Very. Yeah. All right. So when we get back, Jerry's got a commentary. That was fun. I, I love telling that story. <laughs> Goodbye. So when we get back, we'll have Jerry's commentary. All right, we're back. So, you know, sometimes I'm proud to say I'm from Atlanta, and then sometimes I'm not proud. And this past week, listen, I kind of got over everything. Jerry, no, get into your commentary, and then we'll talk about it. All right? Yo, Terry, this something happened this week in the state of Georgia that that affects certain people. And I have an ending. I had two endings to this, alternate ending. I'm going to do them both. He did, y'all. I think I'm going to do them both because I think I can squeeze this commentary in enough time that we have. That's so a, I'm going to yeah, just go, go ahead and start with this thing, Terry. The state hey, of- before you start, do you want me to tone and be like, ending one, <laughs> alternate and ending? No, nah, I'm just, okay. just, fl- I'm just freestyling. Go for it. Go now, for it, bro. The state of Georgia's Republican Party legislature, along with Governor Brian Kemp, passed a sweeping legislation elections bill this week. The bill, among other things, placed more restrictions on absentee voting, cut back on weekend early voting, cuts down the number of drop boxes per county, and makes it a crime to give people water who have been standing in line for long periods of time. I believe the only reason why the Republicans of this state, along with Governor Kemp, did this was in reaction to Donald Trump losing the Georgia in the general election and the two Democrat senators now represent Georgia in Congress. They have proven with their brazen disregard for the people that they couldn't win elections based on ideas because they have none. So they have to shrink the electorate. Make no mistake, this harkens to our disgraceful past of Jim Crow laws in the South, where first they had literacy tests. Once blacks became literate, they enacted the jelly bean statute where you had to guess the number of jelly beans in a jar. Today, they can't be so bold as to enact these 
rules. So they resort to the big lie of election integrity, repeating the lie of the former president that the election was stolen. It was not. So instead of coming up with new ideas to appeal to the changing demographics of the state, the Republicans have awakened the echoes of Jim Crow. He's now James Crow Jr. Esquire. I was reading the story of a black World War II veteran who in 1946 defied the racists of his area and voted, and he was lynched for doing so. Today, they can't lynch someone and get away with it. So they simply make up laws to try and prevent people from voting. The shameful part is they would want everyone, they should want everyone to have a voice in our democracy, but they don't. As I said earlier, they have no ideas. Their only ideas are tax cuts and deregulation. We the people should not let them get away with this travesty. People all across the great state of Georgia should do everything in their power to register, show up, and vote. Not just on the national stage. Show up in record numbers on the local stage. I don't care if it's for dog catcher. Vote. Vote against those who want to take your rights away. Just like the people of the 1960s, you have to exercise your right to make a change. Businesses and events should pull out of, this, of the state until this sham legislation is overturned. The best way to hit bigots and racists is to hit them in their pockets. I believe economic pressure will change these so-called Republicans' minds because the only thing they care about is money. Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, and golf are already talking about pulling events out of the state. They should. Hollywood should do so as well, along with other major corporations. You cannot trample on the rights of the people to satisfy your fallen leader. That should be the message sent to the Georgia legislature and Kemp by big businesses. Brian Kemp is following in the line of some of his predecessors, Orville Faubus of Arkansas, George Wallace of Alabama, and Lester Maddox of Georgia. He should be remembered just as they are. Most knowledgeable people consider them as disgraceful. And so we should remember Kemp that way once he is out of office, hopefully next year. Make no mistake, history will not be kind to these individuals. Back to you, Terry. Good stuff, Jerry. Good stuff. All right, so here's the deal. Listen, man, I, you know, I love politics. You yeah. love politics. Yeah. A lot of this was politics, except yeah. for the part where you, it's a crime to bring someone water. Yeah. That's when you get that tinge of, oh. Because of long lines of people. That's what I think it is. Exactly. And you know where those line, long lines of people were. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. And there's, there's something to be said to that. Listen, those lines won't be as long as long as people keep voting. So remember this, people. They put the number of voting machines in your precinct. Mm -hmm. It's determined by the turnout from the prior year. In those areas where you have three voting machines, it's because y'all didn't turn out as much as you should have in the prior election cycle. So as long as you keep showing up in large numbers, the state will accommodate. Now, but still, you should be able to give somebody some more. Terry, what the let's just, yeah, you know what? Yeah. The heck with it. This, they're just going to go back and count. We're going to have to count the jelly beans in the jar. Number, we're going to have to guess how many jelly beans in the jar. I remember when you first told me that. Yeah. I mean, and then now it's, it's like regular, yeah. like what? Yeah, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. There are a thousand jelly beans, in, jelly beans <laughs> in this jar and you know what you can do to yourself. Let people vote. Just yeah. the heck with that. Come up with some ideas. Jesus. All right. You know? 
So when we get back, we're going to have a quick sports story yep. and we're going to shut her down. All right, folks, we're back and our sports is going to be very brief. March Madness, Terry. Boom. It is the madness of March. Lower seas are still alive for the NCAA basketball championship. Yeah. Yesterday, Loyola Chicago was defeated by Oregon State. Oregon State's a 12 seed. Loyola Chicago was an 8 seed. 8 seed, right? Yeah. yeah. So even though they were the higher seed, they're still the Cinderella. Then Oral, Oral Roberts, Roberts lost last night. A yeah. heartbreaker to Arkansas. And I have to admit, I was rooting for Oral Roberts. It's something about the little guy. You want to see them. I, I always root for the yeah. underdog. Cinderella. Yeah. 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 And um, so, you know, we still have a bunch of lower seeds in. But, Terry, the Blue Bloods, North Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky. Kansas. Kansas. Think about this. Duke and Kentucky didn't even make the tournament. Oh, man. Kansas got obliterated by USC. Yeah. And dude. North Carolina got rolled. But the intriguing story is, like I said, number six, USC's in. FSU, Florida State University plays Michigan today. This is Sunday. Then you have Gonzaga. Michigan is coached by former Fab Five member Juwan Howard. Yeah, and he's doing a great job. Really good job. Yeah. Really good job. Good coach. Yep. Gonzaga used to be the every year Cinderella. They're the number one overall seed in the tournament. Isn't that crazy? Undefeated. That's crazy. I mean, they, they are becoming a blue blood. Yeah. You know? So, but anyway, we've got, like I said, you're going to have a lower seed team or several in the Elite Eight. You may have some make the Final Four. And I have a theory, Jerry. Yep. I think when you have to play and there's no crowds around, You're those lower correct. seeds find, finally correct. realize, like, yeah. I can compete with these people. It's just like playing in yeah. the gym. There's yep. nobody around. You're right. And that's I, why I think we have so many upsets this, this year. And I did notice they had a few stand, uh, some yeah, a couple fans of, up yeah, in the higher yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, but, but think about this. This is what's left in the tournament as of today, as of okay. Sunday. Baylor, Arkansas, that's Both. a matchup. FSU, Michigan, that's today. Alabama, UCLA. Okay. Houston, Oregon, they're in the Elite Eight. Okay. I think I got a favorite Houston. Kelvin okay. Sampson's a heck of a college basketball coach. Gonzaga Creighton is today. Okay. And USC Oregon. You know, Creighton's always been in the tournament now. Creighton, yeah. Creighton's been, yeah, they've been yeah. a good team, but I still think, and watch me put a jinx on them, Gonzaga's probably be the favorite, but I would love, 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 love to see one of those Cinderella's win. I, I mean, it'd be wrong for me to guess the champion. I just don't follow college basketball no, me like neither. I used to. Me neither. I have, yeah. but for some I mean, reason, seeing all these upsets. And March Madness, I, I used to watch that, but now mm -hmm. I just kind of watch the Elite Eight and on. Do you know why it's interesting? These lower teams, they're full of upperclassmen. Yeah, they have which juniors is good. and seniors, and so you can actually together good, good yeah. quality play. Yeah, right. good point awesome. there, Terry. All right, when we get back, we're going to go ahead and close the show. So, hey, listen, thanks for joining us, Jerry. You have anything that you need to say? No, you no. No, you're good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here's the deal. Georgia, listen, we cannot become Florida. We cannot become Florida. You just want a lot of fans in Florida. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Florida. All right. I like going to vacation there. So anyway, here at the second page news, we promise you news that you could use will make you think or make you laugh. We'll see you next week. Good night, Mozambique. <laughs>